Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Content Etc. Today I am joined by a very special guest and we are going to be talking about some of the changes that she's made in her marketing and in her business to slow things down a little bit, to make it a little bit more sustainable and more importantly to take some of the stress out of marketing and to make it feel good for her. So Welcome to the podcast, Alex O'Kell. You have a few strands to your bow when it comes to your businesses. You've got a few different things going on, so it's probably easiest if I just ask you to tell me a little bit about how you started out and then how you've moved into this more compassionate business space and this slow business space, which is what we're going to talk about this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm really excited for this conversation. You're definitely right. I have a lot going on and people get quite confused with what I actually do, which I appreciate because sometimes I get confused myself. But um, I started off as a registered associate nutritionist, which in the UK is you have to go to uni and do either a you know three-year degree in nutrition or you can go and... So I did my degree in biology and then I went and did a master's. And throughout that whole time of being at uni and being really interested in everything to do with nutrition and movement, um, I always kind of knew that you know, my having my own business was the end goal for me. I'm just, I'm a bit of a, ooh, I don't know, I'm kind of like a reformed hustler. Like I just, I'm always thinking of ways to make money and to do my own thing. So I was always kind of knew that I wanted my own business. And then the COVID pandemic hit during my master's when I was kind of halfway through that. And with all the uncertainty of that, I actually went into um, full-time work and within three months had already scaled back to part-time because I just didn't enjoy it very much. And I was kind of building my own business up on, on the side. And that business was called The Collective Wellness and it's now transitioned into the PCOS Collective and it's a non-diet education hub for people with PCOS, which is a really common hormone disorder in people who are born with ovaries. So um, yeah, I kind of started off that and I was working really, really hard because I was having, you know, I had a job at the same time and I knew that having my own business was my end. It was the end goal. It was the end outcome. I was working way too hard and doing way too much. And it got to the point where this January, um, I actually suffered from really severe burnout, um, which I speak about on, on my podcast into detail. So I won't go into loads of detail about that now, but I'd really kind of, you know, burnt myself out. I'd, I was just in the, a really, really bad place in terms of 
um, wanting to grow as quickly as possible because I genuinely loved the work I was doing, which I think a lot of people who start their own businesses can really relate to. They love their business so much that it blends and kind of like blurs into just everyday life and it takes over so quickly. So, um, yeah, so I started, um, taking a different approach. At the same time, I was growing my membership, which is called Weight Inclusive Trainings for other healthcare professionals who are in this non-diet space, which I absolutely love um, hosting. It's an amazing membership, but I was just doing a lot at one time. Um, so in April or so of this year, I really started thinking about different ways that I could do business. I thought, why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult? Why do I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel and catching up? I thought that was the whole point of having your own business that you could do it your own way. And I had like a bit of an epiphany, oh wait, I can do this differently. So that's when I introduced my slow business approach to my two businesses that I had at the time. Scaling back my one-to-one work with clients. I only work with a very small number of nutrition clients now and put a lot of my energy in the nutrition energy into creating articles and kind of having a bigger impact, you know, reaching more people basically, rather than what my one-to-one work could do. And I've started coaching other wellbeing professionals who really want to create a business with impact or scale a business with impact, but do not want to get to where I was at. They do not want to reach burnout and they want to create this, you know, incredible, inclusive, accessible business without all of the, yeah, hardship and basically not making the same mistakes that I did. So that is a very condensed version of my journey over the last few years. I think so many people will resonate though um, with feeling that, like you said, that hamster wheel of needing to, to get things in business and stuff. And I'd love to just dive into that just a little bit more. Can you describe I guess, how it felt day to day then, especially when it came to like promoting your business or your businesses, your multiple businesses. How did you feel when you approached those tasks and what were you doing to promote the business at that time? Again, the businesses, your multiple strands. So I think because, which I think is something a lot of wellbeing professionals resonate with is the fact that we come out of you know a qualification whatever you did um, a uni or a course and you have so much knowledge that you want to share and you have this genuine want to help people and support people but you have no business training or accurate at all you are just going into it completely blind so I was putting my money and trust in a lot of different business coaches and different business people across the internet people who promised all these amazing things you know money success growth all of these things so I was looking at a lot of different people and they were all telling me different ways of doing things so I was trying absolutely everything because I had never had a business before I really didn't get it or know what works. So I was just, you know, when people say like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, that's what I was doing. So I was doing, you know, I made a Facebook group. I was doing Facebook lives in there, like, uh, you know, at least three or four times a week. This is all alongside having a job as well. So this is like why, you know, it it doesn't seem that bad. But when it was alongside a full-time job as well, it was just way too much. And I was, you know, reels were pretty new when I was kind of thinking about this. So I was doing a reel every day. I was posting on Instagram, I was building my emails and it was all of the stuff that quote unquote you should do to build a business, but I had no strategy behind it or there was no, I didn't 
I didn't look at the metrics and see what was working. I was just trying absolutely everything I could at one time and just throwing all of my energy into that. And it just wasn't sustainable. And like I said, there was no strategy behind it or no tracking what was working. So at the end of the day, it really was just a bit of a mess and pretty chaotic and inevitably led to my burnout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but I... I feel this so, so much and, you know, absolutely being there myself, trying different things um, and, yeah, just hoping. Um, how would you describe your emotions around that then when it came to marketing your business? How did it, how did you feel about that? It was a lot of not wanting to do it. It didn't feel good to do these things or to do everything. It felt tiring exhausting but I kind of told myself that that's what you had to do I was like it should feel tough (laughs) it's the hustle you know I had this very like almost like kind of aggressive voice in my head being like just get on with it keep moving keep moving and it's because like I said I my aim was to go full-time in it and also I had this real passion for helping and supporting people that I didn't ever want to stop so I really kept pushing and pushing and pushing but it really just didn't feel good to me and there was I was trying different things and different tactics and a lot of them did leave me feeling quite I use the word icky a lot because that's really like really encapsulates how I felt about some of the techniques I was using I was like oh I do you know I'm not really a Facebook live sort of person so why am I trying to do it every day or you know a few times a week and I just hated it but I was just making myself do it because I was like well if you know x person says I should do it then I should and that is something I really had to unlearn over the last you know few months or so is really figuring out that I can do this by myself and if you kind of have a strategy in place that is authentic and genuine to you then the right people will show up and it doesn't have to be so bro (laughs) it was very bro (laughs) marketing that's how I kind of started it and now I've definitely transitioned to into a a much more gentle approach is how I like to how I like to call it slow and gentle yes yeah and you know I'm curious too were you actually seeing any results from this marketing it definitely was I was um I was fully booked in terms of my one-to-one clients but I was also attracting a lot of people who weren't necessarily aligned with my values so they didn't want to necessarily work with me in the way that I wanted to work with them. So maybe they just weren't quite the right person. I was kind of spreading my net very wide and just getting in anyone. And like, I was happy with any follower or any email subscriber. Whereas now I take the approach of the people I want on my email list are people who are really interested in what I have to say. And they, you know, appreciate my boundaries and we have values that really align. And like, that's the sort of person I want on that list. And whether they buy from me or not, obviously, you know, having people who are on your email list who don't buy doesn't pay the bills but I still I just love having people on my list who are interested in having these conversations about you know with with my new businesses you know interesting conversations about slow business and how we can be more compassionate in business um that is something that just really lights me up so yes I was definitely you know making sales but the clients that I was working with you know some of them didn't necessarily light me up in the same way that now the clients that I do work with and I work with a very like I said a very small group still of nutrition one-to-one clients they are people who every week I go onto our calls and I'm really excited to speak to them and I know that we're going to be having really interesting conversations about nutrition and about their lives and I feel like I'm actually making an impact whereas before it was just kind of a checklist of okay well they've paid so I've got to take you know I've got to do the work with them whereas 
I just didn't love it. So um, it's definitely kind of changed the way that I approach my work in the business and not just the marketing, but when I actually get the clients or do the workshops or create the eBooks, whatever it is that I'm doing, the work that I'm doing is, is just a lot more joy filled basically yeah exactly what we want really and you know it does sound like as well that even though you were bringing money in and and you know on paper ticking all those boxes that the emotional output and like the mental output of being on that hamster wheel of marketing and stuff probably wasn't worth worth it in the end like do you think that would be fair to say absolutely yeah I it wasn't it wasn't worth it because it didn't it, the work I was doing wasn't bringing me joy the marketing wasn't bringing me joy yeah it didn't feel good it didn't feel nice I wasn't enjoying it I wasn't it wasn't giving me what I wanted from a business which was um you know kind of having time freedom financial freedom having you know work that really lit me up it wasn't any of that so I was like well what am I doing this for is this what having a business is like I really I had kind of this like crisis of like oh, maybe I should just stop trying to build this business because I'm not loving it. And it was um, it was quite a revelation for me. Yeah, that was that was kind of how I felt at the time. It was just, it was, it was really, really overwhelming, that feeling of, oh, this isn't what it's cracked up to be. And then after a lot of work with my therapist and my business coach and, you know, obviously I can work with you know, myself, I kind of came to the revelation of this is my own business so I can do it in any way that I like and that's the beauty of it. And now I've kind of created this much more relaxed approach to business and more enjoyable. And I'm attracting the people who I want to work with, which is the most important thing to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. So let's dive into, we've kind of, we've looked at the sort of sad stuff, um, I guess. So let's look at how things have changed for you because as you say, like it's been a huge shift and obviously the work you do now makes you so much happier, which is what we want out of our businesses. Um, so let's start with slow business and what that means to you. For me, slow business is really about building a business that prioritizes physical and mental health at the same time, as well as your client's experience. And like all of that is encompassed in doing it without burnout so it's kind of having the best experience for you and your client because like I said there's no point creating these businesses that we feel like aren't giving us what we wanted from when we started them you know they're not fulfilling that desire to feel like our work is you know fulfilling a purpose and having an impact and giving us that time and space um you know and financial freedom and all of these sort of things so I really because I work with well-being professionals who often like I've been saying you know they, they want to help and they want to support and they want to give to others they often don't leave much for themselves and that is really what I'm trying to kind of I don't know counteract the trend of just trying to help others all the time is making sure that you're taking that time to to help yourself I suppose and and building that into your whole business model or business kind of like strategy is from the start rather than oh well once I've, I'm making enough money then I will make sure I have time to take Friday afternoons off so I can go and you know have my my therapy appointment or whatever it is or I you know once I make enough money then I will make sure that I'm actually get giving myself health insurance or paying into a pension you know we have to prioritize those things first for ourselves 
but I've been there, you know, where you don't prioritize those things. So that is what slow business means to me. It's giving ourselves the space to prioritize what matters to us, which might be hobbies, health, relationships, all of whatever that means to you, building that into your business. I think the, um, the, the mental health and the physical health aspect is probably the one that most of us can relate to, whether that's all, you know, once I'm earning a bit more, then I'll take more time off or, you know, all those, all those things, even things like sick days that, you know, if you're your own boss, you, you don't get or you don't give yourself the same way that you would. Although I'm one of those like classic people pleasers who often felt too guilty to even call in sick when I had an office job anyway, um, because of the sort of culture and environment I was working in. It was like, oh my God, I don't want to let the team down and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, you know, I guess what I've slowly learnt um, is that if you don't prioritize th- those things at the start, like you said, if you if you sort of wait a bit, then it becomes it's so hard to get off again. To use the hamster wheel analogy, it's so hard to step off it once you are in that cycle. It's really tricky to then be like, right, well, I'm earning enough money because I've got X amount of clients, but if I take time off, then I'm gonna not be able to work as much on those. Cli- it's it just. It really is something that we need to sort of look at from the start. And sadly, I think for most of us don't sort of realize it until we have hit that burnout point or it's a really drastic point where we're like, oh, my God, I can't keep going. So I really I love and this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to share your story as well is because it's so nice to hear people talking about proactively what we can do at the start of our businesses or as we're setting up or you know a few years in how can we start to put that framework in place before it gets to sort of a crisis point um so I'd love to know you know you said at the start you were sort of trying any marketing things that stick so reels all the time Facebook lives Facebook groups email marketing all that sort of stuff but now with your slow business model I'd love to sort of know how you embody those values especially within your marketing what do you prioritize now with the slow business framework the first thing that I always I worked on myself and I regularly um, kind of audit my life and my business um, to make sure I'm aligning with it is my values. And I really think that if you've got that stuff kind of nailed down, whatever stage you are at in your business, it's not too late, (laughs) is to go back and think about your values. Because then whenever you're thinking, oh, maybe I should try out this new thing or maybe I should do this course or whatever, you can think back to your values and say, well, does this align with who I am as a person and who I am within my business? So that's always my first kind of step with people. Um, And then in terms of my marketing strategy, what I really like to think about is where I... So I'm, I really do believe in being visible and being out there and being omnipresent across channels. I do think it's the best way to get new clients if you're an online um, business. It just, it's, it's just how it works, but we can try and make it as easy as possible. And part of um, the, one of the first stages of, of my framework is automating to streamline and save time. And this is a massive part of my business. And a lot of what I do with, with my business clients is, trying to make the systems that we have in place really, really work for us. So what I like to do is I take a piece of content that is easy for me to produce. So for someone that might be talking on Instagram on an Instagram Live or a Facebook group, it might be doing a 
podcast, which for me it is. I love like the chattiness of a podcast without the pressure of it being live and without the video concept um, part of it. I really like doing that. For someone, it might be a long form blog post, whatever it is. Or it could be, you know, one of those three minute TikToks where you're really explaining a process. It can be anything that lights you up, kind of works with your skill set and your values. Or it could be, you know, an Instagram infographic. It can be whatever you want it to be. But I like taking one piece of content um, to kind of, get yourself out there. So it be something to do with being visible and then repurposing that and spreading it across as many channels as possible and really giving yourself that deadline of I'm going to repurpose this within one hour. That is something I do every single week. So I've got my podcast and I repurpose it into an article, into a TikTok, into Instagram, like, you know, a few infographics, a few different posts for that one and into my email marketing and into Pinterest actually is something I've just started doing. And you don't have to have all of those channels at the start, but having a core piece of content once a week or once a month, you know, if you're still doing your business on the side, it doesn't have to be once a week. I found that absolutely has changed the game in terms of getting myself out there and creating content that I really kind of resonate with and something that really... I don't know it like it's a bit of a deeper piece of content because I'm only just doing one I'm doing one piece of content that I can really like deep dive into and I can really have my focus on and then that whole week I'm showing up on stories chatting about that topic and I found that that's just that's good for my brain (laughs) I have a scientific brain that just needs easy simple formulas to work through and that's something that's massively helped me and then having those interesting conversations in my emails with my email marketing has massively helped because I'm always just linking back to my values and being really transparent and kind of quite almost vulnerable, I suppose, has really helped me connect with other wellbeing professionals who are in this same sort of stage of business where they're feeling like oh I'm just trying everything and nothing's working or I know I have a message that I want to get out there on a really interesting approach to this this thing I'm doing or a really interesting story to share but I just can't get the right people to see it and um yeah me creating this content and being really open and honest and vulnerable has, has massively helped me connect with those sort of people yeah wonderful that's so lovely to hear and like so uh gratifying to hear other people talk about how they create content um, and repurposing things because it's my favorite, you know, marketing hack to use like a super like bro term. <laughs> it is such a good way to to save time. And, you know, I'm such an advocate for my time has been and my mind has been so stretched this year with what I've been doing that I haven't even had the energy or headspace to do that repurposing I really want to but my brain just isn't isn't there at the moment because I'm also working full-time on some creative stuff so you know for me I was like right well again back to visibility I will prioritize the things that can help get me found by new people so for me that's the podcast every week because people can find that at any time it has such a long lifespan and blogging occasionally as well because again with search you know that just builds over time and that's the wonderful thing about both podcasts and blogging is that if you are if that's all you can do and you can only do that like once a month or once a week you know that over time it's going to build and more and more people are going to find you through that and that can be quite comforting if if that's all you can spare rather than thinking oh my goodness I've got to I've got to constantly be feeding social media like 
if that's all you can do, then choosing that one thing that will get you visible will be so helpful. And do you want to tell us about, you've actually got a little uh, visibility challenge coming up. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And we'll speak more about your services at the end of the episode as well. But tell us a little bit about the visibility challenge. Absolutely. So I'm really excited for this because the people that I tend to work with are absolutely amazing at what they do. They have, you know, an incredible skill set. They are, you know, experts in, in their area and they have amazing stories to share and they can really, really help people. But often they're a bit scared to get themselves out there. They kind of feel like they maybe need to do more training or feel like their niche is kind of oversaturated and like, what more do they have to add? Um, but I know that people want to hear their story and their expertise and their unique perspectives. So they need to get more visible. And my challenge is all about getting more visible. It's called Let's Get Visible. And it's a three-day gentle visibility training. So it's all about getting seen by more ideal clients um, without burnout. So it's getting seen by those people who, um, you know, want you and want your expertise and want to hear what you're saying and it's those are the sort of clients that we want to be attracting we don't just want anyone and everyone we don't want to just yeah we don't want to be growing our following just to say we've got 10k you know it's just like it's boring I don't want you know that's That's, not what we're here for so 2018 isn't it (laughs) yeah when you had to get the swipe up link look I wanted 10k as well but now we've all got links so we we can do what we want yeah exactly yeah so um yeah, so I'm going to be hosting this on the from the 11th of October. It is a yeah three day training, and it'll help you build that authentic visibility strategy to grow your community, which is what we've been talking about. And you just head to alexocall.com/visible. So it's alexokell.com/visible, and you can sign up, and it's all for free. And it's just going to be a really amazing way to add visibility into your business, and hopefully you know, get your stuff seen by more of the right sort of people. Wonderful. We'll make sure that links are in the show notes as well. So just to return to your marketing plan and prioritizing as you do the the channels that you're on, the ones that are going to get you that that visibility but not feel like an energy drain when you talk about you know repurposing and stuff for, for Instagram or TikTok can you give us an idea then of like how many posts are you doing on Instagram for example like has that number decreased at all in line with moving away from just trying to put up anything or are you still maintaining the same number as you used to no it's definitely gone down a lot so I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram as I know a lot of business owners do as well Um, I'm (laughs) finding at the moment that I am posting twice a week so I'll I'll explain my whole process because it's kind yes, of yeah please do. it makes a lot of sense when I do when I speak like this I hope so I have my podcast and I add it to a website that transcribes it for me so it's all transcribed I go through and I make you know I change all the stupid mistakes that it makes when it you know it doesn't oh, quite understand my my, my accent yeah. and <laughs> all of these things so I go through and I make it a little bit nicer to read a bit more SEO optimized so it's got a nice um um, you know, I've got a lovely article ready to go up on my website. And then literally all I do for my Instagram is I pull quotes from it and making them into infographics. And then that's just two posts a week. I probably could do more, but I find that the way that I'm using Instagram now is that it's like a portfolio for me. I'm like, it's, I want it to be active enough that people know that I'm, I haven't 
stop that business you know I don't want it to bear to be nothing going on on there but it's a nice portfolio it has how you can work with me and then I really like showing up in my stories because I think you can be much more candid I suppose you know you can kind of show up and say look this is what I'm doing today I'm embodying my business by showing you that I'm gonna log off for the afternoon because I have my therapy and my yoga class booked which I do every Friday you know because that's what having a slow business means to me it's also where I show up and I'll say, you know, like I'm going to put a picture of us on this podcast and say, look, I'm getting visible because I'm out chatting on a po- on someone else's podcast and I'm sharing their community. And I really like using stories for that. So that's more of a natural, less planned strategy. It's more just like when I fancy showing up and taking that pressure off myself that it doesn't have to be a certain amount of times a day or a set, or even, you know, some days I don't show up at all because I'm just not in the mood for it. Um, but that's how I'm kind of using social media and TikTok. I'm I'm actually really enjoying being on because it it I mean I probably to everyone else it's not new but it's still pretty new to me. So I'm still really like enjoying it and I'm finding it like a bit of a I guess it's like a new skill to learn so that's why I'm enjoying it still. But I'm enjoying showing up on there. I find it a lot more candid than Instagram in terms of when I was creating reels it all felt like it all had to like fit to certain music and stuff whereas now I feel like I can just go on TikTok and for like a minute I can just chat about how you can be more visible and it's it's just feels a lot more chilled and I don't have to like get ready for it and put makeup on I can just kind of go for it so really loving that on TikTok but like you said I do I call it long form visibility and I really don't know whether there's a better term for it but like for me that is podcasts and um, SEO so that's my priority and the other stuff is just nice to have and something that I like keep ticking to keep ticking over but it's not necessarily something that I'm prioritizing and I don't think it will be to be honest it, I won't think don't think I'll get back to a consistent posting on Instagram every day it just it's just not serving me in terms of my energy and also you know my results kind of show that I don't really need it so yeah I'm finding that that balance works a lot better for me and it gives me that space that you know some weeks I don't want to post that's okay and if I want to post more because I've got more to say then that's okay as well and just allowing myself to be okay with that I think is is something that's been a massive change because I had a lot of pressure on myself at the start of the year yeah absolutely and it feels like a lot of people are feeling the same way in terms of maybe never using Instagram in the same way we all did a few years ago pre-pandemic um for our businesses so I think that's an that's an interesting shift that I've noticed and I've been noticing it from the outside because I also like I said just have not I've had other things going on this year and business has sort of taken a back seat and it's it's been a weird place to be online sometimes um and you know the other day I realized I was like oh my gosh I used to do stories where I'd talk on stories like every day and I thought it was so important and I'm not saying that it's not but I suddenly was like I did get a bit of a fear where I was like I haven't talked on stories for months and the idea of doing it now scares me again so at some point I need to just get back on the horse but you know yeah yeah it's it's at the moment it's just I'm I'm coming back from a bit of burnout fighting my urge to say yes to everything trying to remember that I'm also trying to plan a wedding and all this other stuff and I need to just give myself some space but it's it's so hard (laughs) It's definitely easier said than done. But what I really like to remind my clients, um, you know, especially being in the well-being space, that if you are just saying kind of yes to every single client that comes your way or every opportunity, the service that you're giving your clients is going to reduce. You're just not going to be able to give all of that energy and attention to those people. So I'm always saying to my clients, like, you're actually going to give a better client experience the more you say no. And it kind of 
they're like what surely if I say yes to more people I'm helping more people but Mm. if you know if your energy levels you know if your cup's not full then you know you can't pour from it so I always try and remind people of that um and that's something that I really had to learn the hard way myself I think yeah definitely and to bring it back to marketing as well you know it's the same as if you are trying to spread yourself across every single platform. If you're trying to show up in feed posts, stories, reels, TikTok, everything all at once, even if you're repurposing, it's still not going to be quite the same as if, like you say, you put all your energy into to one piece that you really feel like you're really putting all your knowledge and care and energy into that piece and then I love the idea of just giving yourself a deadline and being like, right, I'm, I've got an hour to do this and what gets done gets done and then I'm getting on with the rest of my day. I'm not obsessing over this. Um, but it's, it's totally the same. If you're trying to be super big and super good on every single platform, it's just not going to happen. You're just going to spread yourself way too thin and you're going to, as you, as you said, like when you, when you first started, you just felt like, oh, I hate doing this. <laughs> I don't like marketing. So in contrast, how do you feel about marketing your business now? I feel like now I'm just, I'm enjoying it a lot more because like you said, I'm focusing my energy on one piece. So I'm really proud of that thing that goes out, you know, that podcast episode. And I'm excited to tell people about it, which is what marketing is. You know, I'm telling people about this piece of content I've created or this new service I've got coming or this new training that I'm doing and because I've put all my energy into it I'm really excited and proud to talk about it so it just completely shifts the way that your kind of mindset around marketing is if you feel like you can really show up 100% and be really excited for that for that thing so um, yeah absolutely changed massively in that way and just taking that pressure off myself has allowed me to be a lot more creative like you said if you're thinking about new ideas all the time like trying to think of oh god what am I going to post about today what real am I going to make today the quality does go down and you're just posting to post there's there's nothing else behind it whereas you know if you're creating one really good podcast episode or article and you just link it on your stories then do you know what that's great and like you said, it'll be discovered by hopefully people outside your audience. Your audience can see it, the ones who are engaged, you know, who look at your stories. And to me, that's just like a job well done. So I just, I'm just trying to be a lot more relaxed about the whole thing and having a strategy that is fluid and that goes, you know, with my energy and then also with what's going on in the world, you know, you know, in terms of like things like, the few um the funeral yesterday that we were just talking about with the queen's funeral like that obviously derails plans slightly but it doesn't it doesn't change everything completely it's fine i've just pushed my usual monday content to today it's absolutely fine and i'm just like i'm chilled with that whereas before that would have stressed me out because i was trying to post every day so i was like do i post do i not whereas now everything's just a lot more relaxed so it's a much easier way of doing things and because the content I think is of higher quality because I'm producing less and it's slower. The response I'm getting is just amazing. And then that spurs me on because people are commenting and saying, oh my God, this really resonated with me or I'm going to try this. So I I made a podcast episode where I spoke about my repurposing strategy and people are like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. Like I didn't understand that that was a possibility. Um, So that's been really nice because yeah, then that spurs me on to keep doing what I'm doing because 
it's helping people and that at the end of the day I think that's what we we want to do as business owners we want to provide a service and, and help people as much as we can yeah absolutely well it's so nice to hear that it's something that you enjoy doing now and that you feel inspired by that's what I always hope that people do when they approach marketing so do you want to finish this off with um, a few of your top tips for for what we can do to start embodying slow business values in our businesses from today what's the the simplest things that we can start with so I would love for your listeners to try doing a values exercise and you can you know google there's loads of different options um, and I've got some stuff on my website as well but once like I was saying kind of once you have identified your values it allows you know, personal and professional decisions to become so much easier. You can reflect back on those values and allow them to guide you. And I just find it a really nice kind of tethering point as a person and as a business owner to have. So you can do that by, first of all, kind of thinking just just yourself, just having some time to yourself and thinking what values come straight to mind. Like what, what, what comes to me as soon as I think about values? You might have some that just click instantly in your head. If you're struggling to think about Um, values then you can there's loads of um, word banks of values and you can go and look through and see what resonates with you highlight a few and then try and narrow it down or if you're still really stuck and I actually found this really difficult to kind of think about my own values I thought about what I really liked in other people other business owners and my friends and my partner and my family and I would think what do I really appreciate about them and it often reflects quite nicely back to yourself so I would definitely say identify your values would be a huge one for me and then I think automating anything that you can (laughs) in your business so this is a huge one for me because it gives you that brain space to be more creative and to also take more time to do the things that you do love. So if there's anything in your business that feels really sticky, one thing I see a lot with wellbeing professionals is when clients inquire, it's not an automated response. And they go back and then they say, oh, hi, so you're interested in X, Y, and Z. Shall we book a call to chat? That's not automated. Whereas it should all be as automated as possible. And I think people think it doesn't mean it's personal, but it can still be super personal. It just means taking that kind of like, middleman out of it I suppose and making it a little bit more streamlined so I would definitely definitely say that one and then I would also say scheduling in time for yourself whether that's I mean ideally daily um, ideally a few times a day if you can um, but even weekly where you have an hour where it's just time for you to be you and that can be it can be anything meditation yoga watching your favorite tv program you know by yourself reading it can be anything. It can be brainstorming new ideas, just giving yourself a bit of space to be either creative or to relax, I think is so important and scheduling it in like a meeting. I I do that in my own calendar. Every day I have at the end of the day, it's the last thing and it's called Alex Hour and my business coach helped me pull that together. But it's um it's been absolutely amazing for me because I just found that when you're working in your own business and you know a lot of people who are probably working full time as well, it can be easy just never to to stop and to keep going until someone says to you okay you need to come now because it's 9 p.m and dinner's ready and you've realized you've had no time for yourself all day so I really love prioritizing an hour even half an hour 15 minutes where it's just time for you to have a bit of space oh I love those things definitely going to be working on a few of those myself and I would say too with values um such a such a great place to start for so many points and like if you've been in business a while and you're listening to this, like don't be afraid to go back and look at them again because you might 
not that not necessarily that your values might have changed, but just in relation to your business, like you might be able to articulate a little bit more what it is that you want to embody in your business. I, I just found that, um, you know, maybe after a year or two years when I did that exercise again, just a few different things came up for me that I was like, oh, I really want to prioritize this in in this season of my business. So don't be afraid to go back and try that. Um, but I love those things. Thank you so much. Where can people find you online and how can they work with you? So pretty much everywhere. I'm Alex Oakle. So my website's alexoakle.com um, and I'm on Instagram at underscore Alex Oakle. And yeah, you can find me there and sign up to download your slow business framework which is really just a guide to help you build a business with impact and without burnout and i'd absolutely love you to join my free visibility training um, and that's alexocal.com visible and we kick up on the 11th of october and i really cannot wait for that thank you so much for listening to this episode of content etc if you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog you'll find a blog version of this episode There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at word by word storytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.